Hey, my friends, welcome back to another great episode of The Right Compassion. Today, we're going to be processing the episode, The Other Side. So if you have not already listened to The Other Side, I suggest you press the pause button, go back and listen to The Other Side, and then come back here to process this episode with the famous Florida professor, Dr. Russell Sabella. You are in for a special treat. He is currently a professor in the Department of Counseling in the College of Health Professions and Social Work at Florida Gulf Coast University. Let's take a listen. Welcome to another processing episode with my favorite person, Dr. Russ Savella. Um, at the Right Compassion, we are processing today all of my educators, my school counselors, the other side. And I know that, especially in today's time right now, um, things have been really, really crazy. You know, we um, had a lot of, you know, hate, a lot of despair, a lot of sadness, a lot of grief, a lot of sense of loss. And, you know, sometimes it's just really, really hard to push through and still connect with the other side. So, um, I'm so happy to have him um, on the show um, and he'll give you a little brief about his books at the end. Um, but let's go ahead and dive in. So, um, you know, Dr. Sabella, tell us like just, you know, from you listening to this episode um, with working with the other side, um, what did this episode mean to you? How did you process it? Yeah. Well, thanks, Ashley. Gosh, and it's such a pleasure and honor to be here with you. I really respect all of your work and your passion, your compassion. It really shows through. I, I probably watched way too many of your YouTube videos. I spend, I'm, I'm up late watching all that stuff you put out. It's so wonderful. Well, gosh, um, you know, what a powerful video. In just a short time, you really you really packed it in. I mean, you talked about, the first of all, the other side. And that's my first reaction. Um, what I've learned over the years through advocacy and leadership and communication and empathic listening is that there's usually more than two sides, isn't there? There's the your side, my side, and then the truth. Uh, and what that tells me is that, uh, you know, we, we, we all have biases. We all have uh, missions. We have objectives. And so... Uh, even if we're trained to be good listeners, sometimes it's just really hard. Uh, and so it takes a lot of practice. Uh, we have to remind ourselves, even as professional listeners, to really uh, kind of tr- put our biases aside, to really not only listen, not to listen to, uh, to respond, but to listen to truly understand where is this person coming from. And that's such an important part of leadership. Uh, but, you know, it has gotten really complicated these days. Um, and, and one of the things I also know about leadership and counselors is that many of our skills really lend themselves well to leadership and advocacy and influencing, uh, listening and verbalizing and facilitating all good stuff. However, one of the things that holds us back when it comes to advocating and building our programs and really doing what's right for kids mm-hmm. is that we, uh, and this is kind of, uh, this is really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's counterintuitive. Um, it, it, you know, we're so used to helping people, but when it comes to building programs and setting up policy and challenging systemic kinds of forces, sometimes it goes beyond people. It goes toward our mission. And so for, I know for me and for a lot of counselors, you know, working towards the mission isn't always compatible with helping people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if some people get in the way of the mission as counselors, we can't help them. We have to actually respectfully kind of move them over to the side so that we can develop equitable, accessible, data-driven um, school counseling programs for all kids. So, um, you know, listening is important. It's a really important helping people and helping people is an important part of leadership and advocacy. However, uh, there are times when we change our hats. We move from counselor to advocate to leader. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means that there's this is bigger than all of us. And so we have to respectfully disagree. We have to uh, respectfully let people know that um, what they're doing is not in the best interest of kids. That, mm-hmm. that um, although I'm going to work really hard here to try to help you understand, mm-hmm. um, maybe uh, maybe it's your biases that are getting in the way, and I may have to I may have to after a while um, be able to kind of tell myself. I can't influence this person. And so this person is not going to get it. They're not listening to the facts. Um, and so I may have to just kind of move, move them aside and keep going on my mission. Um, that's different. That's different than being a counselor and helping people. We're talking two different things here with some overlap. Um, how do we use our helping skills to influence and help others? Uh, however, when is it that those have limits? When it is that we're trying to advocate, lead, and make some systemic change. And I'm glad that you said that because, you know, there does become a point where, you know, we have to, as educators, continue our advocacy. Um, however, I loved how you say in a respectful way, because then at the end of the table, you know, the opposition will still be there. Um, and it's in the way that, you know, we understand who we are and how we come to the table. I, I, I believe like us as educators, um, we are some of the most compassionate beings and we've taken a lot, you know. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, the other thing in the clip that you mentioned is, you know, really using your heart. Um, and, and that's, you know, the majority of people have their heart in the right place, even though they mean well, their mm-hmm. hearts are in the right place. They're mm-hmm. doing the best they can with what they know at the time. Right. Um, they seem to still get in the way of helping kids. Um, now, you know, I, I hate to say this, but uh, every now and again, there's a few people that you meet that their heart is not in the right place. Um, they are doing what they're doing, not really to help kids, although that's how they disguise it. Um, they're doing it for power. They're doing it for attention. Uh, they're doing it even just to win an argument. Mm-hmm. And I think as a as a counselor, as a leader and an advocate, you know, uh, we always know why we're doing what we're doing. So if you and I are kind of really having a very intense, needed conversation, um, my purpose is always first and foremost. And that is, that how is it that you and I are going to come to an understanding so that we can help kids or develop stuff that helps them along? Um, the, the, the goal can never be that I need to convince you or win an argument yes. uh, or anything like that because mm-hmm. I mean so what <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you know again if we can if we can uh, if the purpose is us to figure out how it is that we're going to get on the same page in order to help kids I think that usually goes a lot better and I love how like you know you know before you give like your lasting words on advice is that sometimes you know like when we you know, view the other side, it's automatically, 
well, it's just obvious those that oppose us. But it's really like when I think about it, it's on both ends. So you can still be, you know, against something or someone or some, you know, specific belief or value. But it's like looking within yourself. And I love the the fact that you said we, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we still have to work together. And so if you are truly in it for the commitment that, you know, we want all of our students to be successful, we want all of our families to be successful, then we have to come, you know, to a middle point where we have to team up despite there may be some a little bit of, you know, being uncomfortable, but that's how we move forward. And I actually mentioned, you know, always, you know, the power of the previous leaders that we had, you know, with their opposition. Like when I think of, you know, Martin Luther King, right? When I look think of Gandhi, like those leaders that still had to work with the, you know, other side. They stayed true to their identity and respectfully, you know, came forth. But I also think about the people that were in opposition with them and how they, you know, had to, you know, realize some things and come to the table. So I truly believe, you know, there is power um, in working, you know, with all sides involved if we are going to, you know, create the society that we want. So tell us, Dr. Sabella, just some last, like, what advice would you you know, give to us as educators and, you know, school counseling moving forward with, you know, working with the other side? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, advice, what is my advice worth? I don't know. But I can tell you about my experiences, <laughs> my experiences over the years. Um, and, and it's not, they're, they're not for, from pleasant experiences. I think the strongest leaders really are strong because of how it is they've learned to navigate some very unpleasant experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, leadership is not always pleasant. And so, um, you know, I would say that um, dealing with the other side or an another side, I should say, I would I'd probably be more comfortable saying with another side, uh, is it takes patience, it takes time. And, you know, all of us are so strung out for time and you will not communicate and understand well if you uh, you know if you don't make carve out the time to really sit down and focus you yeah. know if you're thinking of other things and you're, yes. you're eager to get to the next meeting then it's not going to go well so i just think it takes time i also think things are moving so fast and so what i what was right last week may not be right this week and so we all have to be flexible you know um i've learned this is not i i Way back in the day, I don't think I did this really well. I'm getting much better at it, you know, after 20 or 30 years. But but to be able to look in the mirror first, you know, to say, well, is it possible that I'm wrong on this? And to really be open to that mm -hmm. um, as well as, you know, uh, so instead of kind of, you know, really uh, just feeling so strongly. And so, you know, maybe there is another No, we side. do. We just like, ooh, yeah. ooh, 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 but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just really listening like, uh, with, the, with the mindset that, you know, I want to learn. I, you know, maybe I missed something. Maybe I'm wrong. And 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 all, what I find is that after doing that, you know, oftentimes I'm reinforced for you. You know, I think I'm right. <laughs> but um, so I think, you know, taking the time, being open to being wrong, uh, being open to knowing that things have changed. Um, and, you know, here's the thing, too, we're, you, know, we're, you know, we keep thinking about politics and the democratic process and democracy and all that stuff. And, and yes, democracy is fragile. It's fragile. And we know this in counseling just because of group work. Yes. Group work <laughs> takes more effort. 
coming together and working as a group. Here's what we know. The advantage is that we're probably going to come up with a better product. We're going to come up with better solutions because we're going to tap into different perspectives. Mm-hmm. But that comes at a price. It takes longer. There's often conflict. Um, so we've got to stick. Uh, if, we're, if we really think this is worth it, we have to navigate the group process. And, um, and that takes a lot of effort, it takes patience, it takes time, um, but we'll get there. Uh, and so I thank you for the messages that you've given. You know, it really does take some compassion um, and some, some really good counseling skills as well. I love it. Well, thank you. You have given like some amazing uh, words of wisdom. I had no doubt in my mind. I was like, oh, Dr. Stavella, he's going to give us the juice. So I am um, just so excited because it just really sets all of us on fire to, you know, not give up because it's easy, you know. Yeah, I'll say one more thing, too. And, um, you know, as a solution focused person, I I, I think sometimes, you know, if I'm sitting talking with somebody, uh, sometimes you get caught up in the moment as to what's right and who's right, and you know. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing uh, we got. We can't. We got to. Can't really focus on who's right, but what's right. But what's right can really can. We can remind ourselves uh, by really just answering one question, and that is, you know, the hypothetical, the miracle. If you and I finally agreed and we got along and we we were respecting each other, what is it that we're going to accomplish for kids? and for families. And if we work backwards, I think that might be helpful. Wow, you that just struck like an emotional, just like, I wanna jump out, but I'm gonna keep it, <laughs> keep it all together here. But no, that is truly awesome. I am just, you know, really, really just inspired by your work, by your teaching, always have heard, you know, great things and the content that you have. Um, Cause it just helps us do life together, you know? And I'm oh, just- that's good. You know? I'm so just, you know, helpful that, you know, there is no, you know, just playbook. You got to live this way. You know, we have all of these experiences. So you've given us just some, you know, more tools and strategies that not only do we just do in our school counselor or our um, educator world, uh, educator role, um, but just even as a human, you know, how can we respond to certain situations? So thank you so much. Um, I wanted to know if there were any, you know, resources or things you want to put out for your content? Um, not really. Um, if anything, just go to my website, schoolcounselor.com. You'll see some fun stuff there. Okay. Well, we are so um, excited that you joined us for this processing episode with Dr. Restabella. And so um, we will see you on the next The Right Compassion. Thanks so much for listening today. I know that was a lot of information in about 10 minutes, but I'm so excited that we can all just have some time to really reflect on the situations that we have come across that have been so opposing. You can't give up. You have to keep pushing. You have to move forward. You have to press forward and think about who and what you're pressing forward to and the outcome that you desire that will make all of our students be better learners, better world changers, and just be better humans. Thank you again for listening. Want the right compassion to grow? Feel free to donate to the right compassion. All proceeds will help meet technology expenses and create so many multiple platforms to continue serving you, educators, families, and all you. 
please visit RSS and look at the podcast and there is a link for donation or scan the QR code. Once again, thanks for listening. See you on the next The Right Compassion.